right, here we go. Go. You're like, I'm not gonna win. Okay, uh, let's see what this is. I'm just gonna like crop all this out. Wish we could have that intro music that's still way cooler. I mean, you're gonna dub it in, so it's just like imagine it in. Imagine it in, okay. Hi, everyone, and welcome to Extraordinary Ordinary People Podcast, or as I like to call it, XOP Podcast. <laughs> On this podcast, we will be interviewing ordinary people doing extraordinary things. These are people that you would meet anywhere on the street, at work, at the coffee shop, whatever. Ordinary people doing awesome things, and I want to tell their stories to inspire you out there and kind of cultivate some wonder about people and how awesome they are and all the wonderful things wonderful things I don't know so in this episode I am interviewing my friend Robert who is really into running like lots of running uh, specifically Robert does ultra running and we'll be talking about what ultra running is how he got into ultra running the wonder that he finds in ultra running and uh, also discussing how he is getting others into ultra running including myself and if you hang around uh, till the end of the episode you'll actually hear some clips of uh, a recording that I did after we ran our trail race i did a 10k and robert did a 25k and uh, you'll get to hear some interesting clips from that so uh again this is extraordinary ordinary people podcast i'm your host caitlin butler and in this episode we're talking about running and also a little bit about cinnamon rolls so hope you enjoy today i have my friend robert with me hi everybody hey robert uh, Robert brought me coffee and a cinnamon roll. Shout out to the foundry. Shout out to Robert being awesome and bringing me stuff. All right, so now that we have coffee and we've had cinnamon rolls, maybe we can talk about stuff. So uh, Robert and I are going to be doing a running thing. Yeah, we were talking about running as we were eating like a probably 50 gajillion calorie cinnamon roll, which was awesome. So um, we are going to be doing. What are we going to be doing, Robert? It's a uh, it's a trail race. Yeah. So it's uh, it takes takes place down in uh, deep east Texas, the uh, Davy Crockett National Forest. Um, it's uh, it's a five mile um, five mile uh, trail that uh, goes through this. I guess it's a state park, and um, we're going to do it much many times. Yeah. Much many five miles. I'm signed up for the 25K, so yeah. in units of freedom, that's 15.5 <laughs> miles. And I believe, Caitlin, you are signed up for the 10K, the 10K. which is yeah. 6.2 miles. Yeah, so this will be my first trail run. And so by trail run, we mean there's no pavement. It's uh, this, uh, call it single track. It's about a three-foot-wide trail that's, that's cut into... In this area, it's going to be the forest, pine woods, and um, sometimes you see them cut through the mountains. Sometimes you see them cut through, um, you know, all sorts of different terrain, high desert. Uh, but in this area of, of East Texas, you're you're looking at um, just you know, kind of through the woods. So I, have, I really hope it didn't just pick up me awkwardly sipping my coffee. We had we're definitely still working on some coffee here. Yeah. 
Of course, I went with the dirty chai. Always. The ice Shout dirty out. Chai. No better drink than the dirty chai. Mm. We can agree to disagree on that one. It's the best. I don't, I don't really know what my favorite thing is, but as long as it's got caffeine, I'm pretty happy. <laughs> yeah. Fueled my caffeine. Absolutely. Yeah. Cool. So that's taking place uh, September 9th. Yeah, yeah. It's coming up. Mission Tejas Trail. Yeah. Put on run. by uh, Robert Goyen of uh, the trail racing over Texas. He uh, puts on trail races all across uh, all across the state, um, all the way out from El Paso with the Franklin Mountains Trail Race um, down in um, uh, Houston, um, which is, is underwater right now, but with the Brazos Bend 50-miler, 100-miler. Um, and then he's got a few others, um, ton ton of races uh, generally all, all across Texas. So right. Cool. Maybe he should be on my podcast. We should get him on. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. No, today we're talking about you. Oh, okay. We're talking about you. Okay. Sorry, I'm over here clicking my pin. Um, so, Robert, you uh, – so I asked Robert to be on this podcast with me because I think he's a pretty extraordinary person. Um, I am not going to lie. I, like, super judged him when I met him, though, because he's wearing all this Patagonia stuff. And I was like, this kid just wearing all this Patagonia like he does something I don't know I'm apparently not a very nice person but then I found out that you run like ridiculous amounts of running miles and units of freedom miles right yeah units uh, of freedom yeah yeah um and so yeah so I wanted Robert to tell us about running because I think that you would say that's something you're passionate about right mm, yeah absolutely yeah and um so we're running like you said, 10K, 25K that mm-hmm. we've like not been training for. I'm just going to totally wing it. I've, you know, my training uh, recently has been been pretty good. Um, getting um, earlier in 2017, I kind of slacked off and, and work kind of got in the way of, of, of other stuff. And that's okay. Um, but that's subsided and I've been able to, to get back to training. Um, but you're right. You know, running is a passion of mine, um, but it, it kind of wasn't. Well, it didn't always start out that way. I didn't, I wasn't like, I didn't grow up as a, as a runner or anything. And, um, so when they make a movie about you for being like an amazing runner, it's going to be like you sitting on the couch at home eating potato chips <laughs> Close to it. when you're a kid. It's not going to be like you like running through the desert. Or yeah, no, there was, no. there was definitely a lot of, uh, couch, couch moments in, in my background. Uh, yeah, abs- no, absolutely. I, I, uh, my, my first running experience, uh, I guess, really would have been in you know childhood sports. Uh, played soccer, um, which I'm not really sure why I played soccer. I think I only did it because my older brother played soccer, and I thought he was cool, so I wanted to be cool as well. So I played it. But we would, you know, you start pro- soccer practice with running some sort of distance for for conditioning, and and definitely um, I was I would always be the in the back. Uh, me and and I remember two other two other guys. We would pretty much be the, uh, you know, bringing up the tail end of the of the crowd and coming in last. So to say that, uh, you know, I've 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 been some some lifelong runner or always enjoyed it or was even ever good at it, uh, it would would definitely not be accurate because that's uh it's kind of my my early years experience of of running. Right. Yeah. So, so okay, you were not the fastest runner in the bunch did you even enjoy running at that point no <laughs> I, I you know childhood asthma and side stitches and oh shin splints I mean I, you, you yeah. name it I had it all it was it was um it was a struggle 
Yeah, for sure. so you're like, don't put me down for cardio. No, no, there was no track. Uh, there were no nobody was definitely asking me to be on the track team or cross country team. They. Yeah, <laughs> that's awesome. So when was it then that you were like, I think I'm gonna go run, and that just somehow kept going into I think I'm gonna run. What's the farthest you've ever run? Uh, the farthest I've ever ran is a 55k, which is about 35 miles, 35 can, continu- miles. continuously. Yeah. And how long did that take? Um, it was across the desert in Arizona, northern Arizona, on the, the, U- the Utah border. The, the yeah, we went oh, through the canyons, yeah. um, Page, Arizona, the, the um, um, waterhole slot canyons. Um, you have some amazing pictures yeah. of that. Yeah, it's um, you know you in the middle of a race you have to stop for that photo op, right? Uh, the, Selfie. The scenic was the scene was was pretty epic. I definitely took the time to, to stop and 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 take a picture. Uh, so all in all, that that entire uh, route took me close to ten hours. Ten hours of running. So when you compare that to what like a, a standard marathon time. It would be much. It would be considered much slower, but a lot of the train was through sand, through the desert, climbing down right. into the slot canyon. So a little makes bit, sense. A little bit different. Definitely yeah. trail race. Okay, so how did you go from being the last one in on the soccer team, didn't even enjoy running, to running for ten hours straight? Like you don't just <laughs> have a quick jump there. How there's does many happen? years there's many years in between there, many uh, almost decades between between that. So I'm I'm thirty three now and But he looks like twenty seven. <laughs> I don't know. You look really young. Thanks. Um it, it actually started with a bike. A uh bicycle. It all started with a bike. I actually um so after college, uh, I, um, you know, was, was, had pretty unhealthy habits, fast, a lot of fast food, a lot of, uh, a lot of beer, a lot of, uh, bags of potato chips on, on the couch. <laughs> ice cream. Uh, Can't forget I definitely, ice cream. I definitely ice cream, uh, yeah. which that still has that, that's, that's still a love of mine. A good yeah. Dairy Queen Blizzard. Yeah. That's one of my core values <laughs> is ice cream. <laughs> um, but it, you know, after college, uh, I moved to Houston and took a, a job there and kind of continued a pretty poor lifestyle of, of um, you know, no exercise and, and pretty bad eating. Um, and then when I was 24, I was still living in Houston and actually um, found out I had cancer. And um, that uh, that was, uh, let's see, fall of 2008. So now we're, we're coming up on, on about nine, nine years since that event. But that that episode that yeah thank you um it's it's it doesn't seem like it's been that long but then sometimes it seems like it was such a a a lifetime ago um didn't ultimately didn't have to undergo chemo but did go through some some different types of of therapy uh there at md anderson and that that episode lasted for um about you know really realistically about nine months i was a patient at, at md anderson um but actually so I found out I had cancer October 31st, 2008, and then I believe in December, mid-December, so we're not even a, um, almost a month and a half later, I I looked around my empty apartment uh, kind of in this in this, in this this life event, and I said, you know what, I, I'm, I think I'm going to go start riding a bike around the neighborhood just to, um, just to, I'd, you know, I had some free time, and I didn't want to just sit around and, and mope or, and, um, get myself all depressed. So I went to the local bike shop uh, there in, in Houston 
in my neighborhood and I uh, ended up just buying a road bike and uh I uh as you know you buy all the gear and you're like I'm you know going to tackle this this is going to be great and then I would just ride around my neighborhood and it would easily get winded just on some neighborhood streets like oh, not even yeah, no, I feel not even a couple of miles uh into it so I'd always stay pretty close to my uh stay pretty close to my apartment and uh that was kind of it and that that um you know I dabbled in that for a year two years um I ended up uh losing my job going unemployed in 2009 um not related to the cancer just uh just the recession um working in the financial industry at that time and so I ended up in Tyler Texas um was was offered a job through some some different contacts in Tyler uh, I'd never been here before I knew nothing about the city uh knew knew nothing about where I was going to live I had contacted a guy um that opened uh, opened up a room for me to rent from, and I just packed my bags and, and left because I had nothing. And your bike, right? And the bike came with, yeah, <laughs> absolutely. The bike came with, uh, and um, I just loaded it up. I had because I had nothing. I had nothing left in Houston keeping me there. Um, and then I had, you know, I had a, the only thing to gain was was employment and a new start, um, especially with a bad experience of of getting cancer while you're in Houston. Um, and so, but that, that time period went on for maybe a year or two years where I, I would try to ride my bike or sometimes I'd try to run around the neighborhood and I'd, I would, I kept false starting on, on the whole exercise and eating right thing. And, and, uh, I would say a false start because I would do it maybe twice a week and then I would just not touch it for three weeks. And then it, and it just, the cycle just kept repeating itself. Um, and I think one of the, one of the turning points for me was, um, yeah, I'm, I'm six two and I'm pretty, uh, pretty slender. I have always had a slender build my entire life, but I went to my doctors for a doctor, uh, my oncologist for a, uh, a, a, a regular checkup to make mm-hmm. sure that the cancer was was still in in remission, and I, I the nurse had me get up on one of those uh, mechanic mechanical scales the, where yeah, you slide the, the weights over, and um, when she slid the one hundred and then the tens all the way over, and then she had to back everything up and go into the two hundreds. <laughs> For me, that was a very shocking and very new experience, right. and I was like, okay, this 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 is this has got it something's got to change because this is it's only going one way and and i've got to i've got to record reverse course and and go the other way and so that i think that that event really shocked me into you know wanting to wanting to get in shape and and take this you know running or biking and and eating healthily um take it pretty serious so what i did was i um just got out at rose redmond park the, the local you know, jogging and walking and dog trail here in the middle of Tyler. And I, mm-hmm. I started yeah, the I couch like to trail. couch to 5k plan where you run and walk and run and walk and run and walk. Do and you like run to your couch? Can I do that plan? I think you got to run away from the couch. It's the problem. Oh yeah. yeah. Just run away immediately turn around, run back. No, I don't. I'm just kidding. I like running too. So I feel you. Okay. Okay. Couch to 5k. That was the start. Well, no, the scale. The scale was the start. Scales, scales the bike start. was kind of the start, but the scale's the real start. Yeah. yeah it, sometimes it takes those moments of you're like, oh my gosh, something's got to give, was... right? Before you're, you're like fully committed to a thing. Yeah. Okay. So 
when did you do your first 5K? So you were doing the Couch to 5K plan. So then when did that first 5K actually happen? I think my first um, my first 5K was October of 2011. The, the scale thing happened um, early 2011. Okay. So I did the... So that same year, first same 5K. year, yeah. But... So it, but it took me a few months of doing the Couch to 5K program, mm-hmm. which 2011 in East Texas was one of the hottest, um, <laughs> hottest summers on record. We had 40 days above, 40 consecutive days above 100 degrees. So it was perfect conditions oh, in order to yeah. sauna yourself into shedding a bunch oh, of no. weight. So no, <laughs> saunas are what I think hell must be like. It was, a, it was the natural, and... natural sauna of so... East Texas. Great. Yeah. So were you like, all right, running, I love running now. Or you were just like, I've set a goal and I'm going to meet this goal. It kind of kept building from there. Yeah, 5K turned into a 10K, turned into um, a sprint triathlon. Um, so I did my first 10K in uh, March of 2012. I did my first sprint triathlon in August of 2012. And then I followed it up a month later with another one. And um, then, then it... It got crazy. Um, crazy? Yeah. Uh, so f- April of 2013, I did my first half Ironman triathlon. And so that's a 70.3-mile 70, 70. triathlon of a 1.2-mile swim, a 56-mile bike, and then a 13-mile um, run. So a half marathon at the end. And actually, that was my first half marathon that <laughs> I ever did was at the tail end of a half Ironman triathlon. So you hadn't even done that distance like in practice? I had never ran 13 miles before that. You're nice. right. Okay. I'd, I'd biked, you know, 50 miles before and that's three or four hours of, of cardio. So I felt pretty confident that I'd be able to. I'd, I'd ran like 10 miles. And yeah. Things, yeah. I feel like I should have signed up for that 25K now instead of the 10K. <laughs> I was like, I've never run 15 miles before in my life. I've run like 10, but you're like, oh, I've run ran a half marathon and I had never done it before. So I'm like, man, I, I don't, done it. Yeah, I don't, I mean, that's certainly not something I would recommend. Oh, uh, yeah. I mean, I'm, I feel like I might trip and fall within the first but mile. It's always possible. I went over to <laughs> UT Tyler to run on the trails mm-hmm. one time. I got really distracted by some fireflies, and next thing I knew, I was on the ground. <laughs> Those roots will get you yeah. every time. And at that point, I stood up, dusted myself off, and I was like, all right, I'm done. Yeah. And I left. So the the running and the triathlon and the distance, the further distance, really took a um, – it really kind of exploded when um, – so that was April 2013 that I did um, Man Galveston, the 70.3. And then I had a friend that was putting on another half Ironman mm-hmm. here in Tyler, the okay. Tri-Tyler half, Steve Ferris, shout out. He, uh, We were biking one afternoon, and he said, you know, you're already in shape for a half Ironman. If I comp your entry fee, would you just come run my race too? Hey. And I'm like, well, I I mean, I can't turn that down. So a month right. after doing my first half Ironman, I did I did another one. How much does that race count, cost a half Ironman? I don't. I mean, the Ironman branded ones are. I think at the time it was like two hundred and fifty or so. Ugh. But the the gear and and the bikes and and all that that's that's where they that's where the real cost comes in. So did you have all your own stuff at this point? <laughs> yeah, I had oh, okay. a, I had I had a bike and you know s- swim gear and and running gear and all that stuff. Yeah, I was. Do you have to have a special triathlon bike? You don't have to. Okay. And uh, if you're just kind of dabbling in the sport, I would recommend just, just sticking with a road bike. It's certainly capable. 
mm-hmm. I've seen people do it on a mountain bike before. Um, triathlon bikes, yes, they they have an advantage um, in terms of muscle usage and speed and aerodynamics, but you can get by just fine on, on a road bike. Right. Okay. So pause. You went from, I hate running, to I got to do something, to a 5K, to bloop, 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 triathlon, half Ironman, another half Ironman right, yeah. triathlon. At what point were you like, I love this? Like, because, I mean, I, you don't, I just, it blows my mind. Like, I can't imagine doing all this stuff. When did you go from like, oh, yeah, I think I'll go run to... I love this. Or I think, do you think you like got addicted to it? Oh, absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. Because when, you know, when I left Houston, I left all my college friends and, and everybody there and I knew nobody in Tyler. And, and so I was still, you know, I was meeting people and I was making new friendships. Uh, but still, when you don't know anybody in a, in a town, you've got tons of free time. And what are you going to do with that free time? And it was kind of, <laughs> it was kind of a way for me to, I had all this free time. So I just, I just, you know, I just kept running. Yeah. You get that runner's high, that's addictive. Those endorphins, those natural endorphins. Well, and the rest of my life was was being positively impacted. Um, You know, better sleep, um, better, you know, your your mind is clear at work. You're you're a better employee. Um, You know, all those things just build on itself. Yeah. So when you're running, do you think about things or do you listen to music or anything? I don't run with like an iPod or, or an iPhone or anything. I don't I don't have any other music. Sometimes I'm a musician myself, and so sometimes I'll have a song playing in my head. Mm-hmm. Um, and that can, you know, it can be anywhere between Taylor Swift and some, <laughs> you know, John Coltrane jazz. Like it, it, it varies, and I never know what's going to pop in my mind. Most of the time, I just zone out, and there's silence. Yeah. Nice. It is nice. It's nice when you can run for, say, an hour and not have a single thought and not even realize that you've had a single thought until you kind of snap out of it, you know, an hour later. And you're like, well, this is, I was nice. It's like I was sleeping, but I was moving. You just get to kind of decompress, I guess. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. So you're addicted to running. At this point, you love it. You're passionate about it at this point? Right now? No, 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 no. Uh, in your story. 20, 2012, 2013, abs- absolutely. Yeah. Oh, okay. yeah. Oh, awesome. yeah. Yeah, I mean, it was, it was um, you know, it kind of becomes your identity, too. You know, you're a, you're a runner. Right. Um, I remember we talked about this. Yeah. So it, it, it kind of took on its on an identity of, you know, this is who I am and this is this is what I do. And, and um, I was, you know, generally okay with that. It was a, it was a positive positive uh, identity I suppose mm-hmm. a lot better than what I'd been doing with my life before then so I was I was good with it yeah very cool well we've talked a lot you want to take a quick break sure okay cool We're back. Now that I've sneezed all over my shirt, we're back. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So um, you told me over the break we took uh, that uh, 
we're only at road racing and trail racing is more of your passion now yeah right? yeah, yeah i would say mostly trail trail running is, is what i do yeah so why why trail running um we've got a local park here um faultinger park and i had a friend that would take me out on the mountain on mountain bikes he would let me borrow his extra extra mountain bike and this is kind of you know 2011 2012 and uh, I was really slow on a mountain bike, and I, I was looking around. And I was like, you know, I think I think I could probably run this faster if I didn't have <laughs> this if I didn't have this bike I had to bring along with me. And so, kind of, I went back later, and it's you know six miles of this single track dirt trail that's cut through the woods at Faulkner Park, and mm-hmm. and um, I just I, it was the same trail that we would mountain bike, and I would just went out there and, and ran it, and I, I really really enjoyed that it was a lot better than than I thought than running on the roads or running in the park and um and then um to add to that there was a, a book that kind of came out um I think it was in 2009 but I might have picked it up in in 2012 or or so called Born to Run yes and I remember was, that uh, book was that a, the one that's like about people running barefoot and yeah it's really the far. barefoot runners the yeah. the Terra Terra Humera um Indians down in in the uh, northern parts of of Mexico, so really not not too far from from where we're at, right. um, and um, kind of their story and how they they ran ultra distances um, through the on on dirt trails through their mountains and and it was it was um, it was pretty widely circulated. Um, a lot of people. It was kind of their intro into the trail and, and ultra world, and and it it fascinated me, and I really caught on to it because it's like, okay, I'm doing this small thing here in Tyler of, of running this trail, and they're doing this, uh, you know, this huge huge distances, but also it's on their trails, and we're kind of doing the same thing, and then it also talked about, um, you know some American ultra runners that went down there and, and ran their race, uh, Jen Shelton, Scott Urich. Uh, uh, a few others and so you kind of investigate their lives of what they did and of course Scott then later went on to set the Appalachian Trail um, record and, and different things like that and you kind of you, once you start digging and, and reading you, you, it fascinated me it definitely caught my attention so yeah you seem like you just got really excited about it yeah I do it's, like, oh my it's, it's fun I think it's so much fun that's awesome okay so for anyone who doesn't know when you say ultra running is there like a definition of what an ultra? Generally, it's is? ultra marathons or ultra running is considered anything longer than a marathon. Uh, as far as distances go, it's going to start at the 50K. Okay. Uh, so your, your 50K race is your shortest ultra marathon, 31 miles. And then there's from there, you've got 50 milers, 100Ks, 100 milers, and even 200 milers, and then multi day stage races. There's uh, there's a race called the the Vol State 500K, I believe, and it's literally a race across Tennessee. Um, so just there's, across the whole yeah, I mean, state of Tennessee. There, there's there's a lot of events out there that you might not never hear about, mm-hmm. but are are some very extreme distances. So that's cool. Yeah, I I ran my first 50K. Uh, it was a trail race at Tyler State Park, also another local trail. Uh, ran my first 50k in 2014. Okay. And um, that that was a big goal for me. Uh, it was something that I had I had set my eyes on pretty pretty far before then, maybe even 2012, 2013 or so. And it, it took a it took a long time to work up to that. I I wasn't I wasn't fast. I you know I'm kind of a middle of a pack 
type of type of runner. Hey, know. but you're not that back of the pack. I've been close from soccer. <laughs> I've been close. There's been a few times where I've been close, but not not quite not quite there. Um, so I ran that, uh, and that was my first 50k, and then I basically just did um, more and more trail running and trail races from from there to still doing it now. Yeah, we're gonna be doing it next weekend. Got another one, got another one coming up. Another one. Sorry, pop culture reference. <laughs> Just ignore that one. Um, so, what's been your favorite race you've done? Definitely the Antelope Canyon 55K. Mm-hmm. It was in Page, Arizona. It's the it's the longest distance I've done. But it was, um, you start out in the city of Page. It's close to Lake Powell for anybody that's, that's familiar with that. But we, we ran six miles out to the uh, the Horseshoe Bend in the Colorado River. It's a kind of an iconic American monument where the horse, where the, the Colorado literally horseshoes makes a, makes a kind of a turn, a, a 180 turn into the shape of a horseshoe. We ran out there, and then we ran along. You went out there, got a selfie. Yes, and then... definitely took a picture. Yeah, <laughs> stopped taking a picture. This is the first time I'd ever been there. First time I'd ever seen that part yeah. of of American history. So and... that had to be awesome to be. Oh, oh yeah. Running through it, you're like doing an, a pretty amazing run. I, to me, I'm like, ah, oh, there's no way I could run that distance. So you have to feel like pretty proud of yourself that you're doing that in the first place. Yeah, and uh, then. Absolutely. Going through that scenery and everything, yeah. man. That the had great, to be awesome. the great part was, you know, getting there was was awesome. But mm-hmm. then the course we ran along the rim mm-hmm. of that, so it's a thousand, about a thousand foot drop down into the river, and so but we're running along this rim. And most people they'll just drive to the highway, get out of their car, walk to the horseshoe, and then kind of walk back. Yeah. And but very few people are going to like run the edge of the of of the river for a couple of miles mm-hmm. and then from there we drop down into these uh they're called waterhole slot canyons basically canyons, yeah. yeah water cuts cuts a very thin very narrow hallway um into into the desert floor and so you drop you know 50 75 feet down into into these canyons and you just run in these narrow hallways and so so cool, and and actually, a lot of it's on, on Navajo land, and usually they require you to have a Navajo guide to go through this. But because the race was sanctioned by the Navajo Nation, we actually got to go through there essentially on our own as yeah. part of the a part of the race course. So it was, it was really neat. So. so, running through those canyons, I've seen some of your photos. It's beautiful with all the striations in the in the orange rock. Mm-hmm. So when you were in there, were you just like? This is magical. Oh, absolutely. I yeah. It, it was you. All you did was just stare around and, and look around as as you're as you're moving through this. Yeah, you were. I definitely weren't trying to speed through there. You were. I was taking in the moment. Absolutely. Yeah. So so how did you feel when as you're running through that? Were you like, I'm doing this. It's kind of a high. Yeah. yeah. It was it was a, an elation high. Yeah. It was it was great. That's awesome. Okay, so you went through some canyons. Was there any other part of the race that you just really loved? Um, the uh, the pizza at the end. Yeah. <laughs> okay, <laughs> what about crossing the crossing, finish crossing line the finish. to get oh, the yeah, pizza? Finish line was yeah, finish line was good. Um, give a good high five to the race director, and then pulled up a. I mean, I'd been running for ten miles, ten hours at that point. Oh so I gosh. pulled up a chair, and and they were firing up pizzas on this on the side, and sat there, and I actually had to wait for. I waited for two of my friends. They were still out on the course, so I sat okay. there and waited waited for them to finish as well. That's awesome. 
No. So that wasn't your first uh, run that distance, was it? A 55K, yeah. I've done 50K, which is you know, pretty pretty close. Yeah, um, okay. I'd so done, it's just a little bit longer. Yeah, I'd done two, two 50Ks prior to that. Yeah. Um, so what about your running um, are you most proud of? I think it or brings you the most joy. Okay, what brings, what yeah, brings me the most? That might be different questions. Yeah. I don't know. Like, I don't know. When you think of it, what's what makes you like, like makes your heart glow? What just makes you happy? I think um, two parts of that for sure. One thing is is it, it's a it's a good way for me to um, show myself just how resilient and stubborn I can be. <laughs> um, there's you you pretty much have to have that in order to run ten hours across the yeah, desert. That's some dedication, right it's, there. It's uh, probably most mostly stubbornness, <laughs> um, just the unwillingness to give up or give in, and, and the ability to just really push through when you you've got blisters on your toes and and there's sand in your shoes, and you're you're hungry, and you you really you can go home. I mean, you could you could quit at any time, and somebody would take you back to the the start finish line. But you just you just keep pushing through for no other reason other than you want to you know i'm 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 never going to win an ultra i'm i'm never going to you know place in the top 3 or whatever it's just a, it's just a pure passion to to do that um the other the other part of it is um and why or what what running has done for my life and and what I, I really like about it is is that it's um it it kind of it represents so much of of humanity. Um, when you're at, when you're out there on a run with people, you 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 might not know them personally, um, but there's this connection that you have when you're in the middle of a race, and you you could you could end up running with somebody that you've never met before, but you just happen to be running the same pace over the next ten or twenty miles or whatever, and so there's like this connection that we're basically the the same uh fitness level and there's like this automatic connection and and you could be very you could have so different backgrounds and and cultural um upbringings and and family life but at the at the same time you're you are you're matched on this on this even playing field of of running across the unknown you know the kind of these these crazy terrains that that we've chosen to run in and and um it's just it's just such a great human connection that you um it's hard to experience that in other places that's awesome i love that i love that like that awesome so um i was i was thinking as you were talking about running on all these crazy trains i'm thinking does anything bad ever happen like and you're talking about running with people in this connection like have you ever gotten hurt and someone helped you or like I don't know has anything crazy ever happened on any of your runs um I did crash in a triathlon once oh, I yeah. yeah I crashed my I crashed my bike I was coming in and I guess I just got distracted and I I must have hit like a an edge in the road and I just my bike just completely crashed and um one of the course volunteers was maybe 100 yards down the down the street and he saw me and he ran ran towards me and made sure I was okay and I kind of laid there for a little bit and, and kind of regained my uh 
you know, my wherewithal of where I was at and what I was doing with my life. And, um, he's like, your bike's okay. (laughs) (laughs) And you're like, well, I'm bleeding, but my Uh, bike's great. I was knocked out pretty good. Um, my, my shoulder was, was pretty banged up. Uh, but wait, did you break your clavicle? No, that was earlier. Yeah, that was, that was in college unrelated incident. Um, but (laughs) I'd, I'd banged. (laughs) I feel like you should be like, yeah, it was like, biking this m- marathon or something <laughs> that's not even a thing no no in, in fact we, we later found out it's i just banged up my shoulder there was nothing there was nothing broken or 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 anything it just that's you good. know just tendons yeah. and muscles were just were yeah. just banged up but uh so i hopped on the bike and um with you know he kind of made sure i was okay and set me back up and and i hopped on my bike and, and i finished the race uh dead last in my age group Mm-hmm. And, uh, uh, but I, I think I had a pretty good excuse of why. So I basically crossed the finish line with my, my arm being, you know, he- holding my arm and holding my shoulder from moving. It hurt so bad and, and just went straight to the, the medical tent. But that, that's probably the worst thing that's happened to me. Okay. Um, that's good. Uh, one time I was running at Petty Jean State Park in Arkansas and, uh, me and a friend, we were up there running and it was mid, mid July of last year. And, we were planning on about 15 miles, and we had enough water for about 15 miles, and then till we got lost, and oh, no. uh, yeah, but it it turned out okay. We we kind of just basically bushwhacked through some some of the forest and ended up back on the on the main paved road, and um, here we here we are have spent the the last three or four hours in uh, um, trail running, and now we're we're on the road, and people are passing at a passing us and kind of giving us strange looks for how disheveled and and torn <laughs> torn up we looked but we ended up doing about i think 22 miles all in that day um had no no idea that we would end up doing that kind of mileage but that was right but you know it turned out okay it's an adventure right <laughs> it was definitely definitely an adventure shout out to petty jean state park because that place is amazingly beautiful if you ever get the chance to go to western northwestern arkansas that whole arkansas. area is just absolutely beautiful awesome I feel like that's part of what I love about running too is you just kind of end up places and you I think my favorite thing is that you see things in a way that people don't normally see them. Yeah. Kind of the same way like when I'm on my motorcycle, you know, I'm experiencing things just in a totally different way. I'm no longer in a box. I'm like part of it. And with running, I feel like it's even more that way cuz it's your own feet propelling you around mm-hmm. on these places. And you end up like just discovering random stuff, Absolutely. or yeah, it's great. Yeah, every footstep is is contact with with the place that you're in, and it's it's such a deep deeper connection to yeah. wherever you're at and wherever you're running that um, it's it's just it's good to um, take that time and s- slow down and and experience the place that you're at. Yeah, and I feel like it helps cultivate some wonder. You know, you're no longer just someone viewing these right. things you are like you said like connected with it you're Absolutely. part of it and then that's when you really you're like this is amazing <laughs> very cool so i liked what you said earlier um you were talking about how it helps you you just get out there and like you don't think you just kind of decompress and um, you prove to yourself that you can do things. Mm-hmm. 
that is also one of my favorite things about running. Like a lot of times I feel like I get stuck in my head and I think, you know, I can't do things and I'll be just sitting in my house, like just thinking, just being stuck. And I'm like, I have to stop this. And I put on my shoes and I go outside and I start running and then you you hear your feet on the pavement and you're like, okay, I'm doing something. And then you're go, you like set a goal. You're like, I'm going to go to this thing. And then when you get there, you're like, oh my gosh, I, I can do stuff. Yeah. All of a sudden, you're like, I can do stuff. And then the possibilities just open up from there. You're like, well, if I if I made it here, well, why can't I go further? Like, right. I'm, I feel fine now. Let's just let's just see where we can go. And then, and then you think back to when you when you took your first step. Mm-hmm. You know, you go, okay, well, I really could have been thinking bigger on that very first step instead of six miles. I should have been thinking twelve miles. And then, <laughs> then when you actually do get to twelve miles, you're like, I still feel fine. Yeah. You know, and that doesn't happen overnight, right. but. One day it does happen, and you you can then reflect back on to to those those early days. And then there's so many that applies to so many different things in life. Where yeah, you start a new job, and you know day one you're thinking, okay, I'm just gonna come in here and I'm gonna do this thing, and I'm just gonna kind of try to hang on with my little bitty section or corner of the company. And then years and years later go by, and you realize, wow. I've done all this, all this stuff, and all these accomplishments, and these, and we've we've met all these goals for the company. I didn't even know it was possible. I should have been. I wish I could have gone back to day one and thought, okay, I'm gonna put in the work. I'm gonna put in the time. There's gonna be a lot of steps in between day one and day one thousand and one, but it's gonna happen. Yeah, that's cool. I like that. I like that thought. And I totally agree. Like, it applies to so many things outside of running. Like, like I said, it's to me, it's like proving to myself that I can do something. And then I take that and I, like you said, have to keep it in mind for other things in my life that maybe I'm scared to do. And I'm like, no, you know what? I can do it. I just got to take that first step. Absolutely. Absolutely. Cool. So do you feel like running has um, impacted your life in any other way than other than what we just talked about about you know, realizing you can do stuff is there anything else that maybe you didn't think that it was going to impact or you know make you think of and then you found oh wow this is something new you know the opening the possi- possibilities up in, in different aspects of your life. I, I think it's just it's taking me places, different places that I didn't even know I wanted to go. You know, mm-hmm. I grew up in a small town in Northeast Texas, and and we did a little bit of traveling growing up. But uh, I think you know through running and through you know call them destination races, but going and, and doing trail runs in, in different parts of the country and and maybe one day even different parts of the world. It's just kind of opened up this this whole new um, section of, of earth that yeah. is is generally untapped by, you know, vehicles or, you know, planes or wherever, different modes of transportation. So. Hey, tell us about uh, the trip you're taking soon to go run. Yeah, so um, my vacations, I guess, from work involve training because <laughs> I'm going to go do a running vacation and I'm going to, I'm meeting up with a group of people and we're going to, um, outside of Grants Pass, Oregon, in southwest Oregon, um, there's, a, there's the Rogue River which kind of runs through this this mountain range towards the um, towards the ocean, and uh, there's a trail that's that's cut 
alongside the river through the mountains. And we're going to run about 50 miles, give or take, uh, over three days. So we'll, we'll break up that 50 miles into, say, 15 to 20 miles per day. And we'll, we'll crash in tents right along the tail, on the trail um, every night. And so it's going to be, it's going to be awesome. I've never been to Oregon. I've been to Northern California, but never Oregon. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it's, it's just going to be, it's going to be so epic. That's awesome. I'm so excited for you. I, I love Oregon. Well, I've only been to Portland, but yeah. Portland was beautiful. So, yeah. I mean, I'm the rest excited. of Oregon is anything like that. It'll and it's close amazing. to Ashland, Oregon, which is kind of, uh, it's, it's kind of known in the trail community for having awesome trails and, and just a lot of trail run, a big trail running community. Uh, so it's going to, it's going to be really cool. Awesome. So do you think that running is something that you're going to continue to do throughout your life? I hope so. <laughs> I want to be that 80 year old guy that's like running down the street, like just scooting along just still, still going at it. Like that's, that's who I want to be. Yeah. So do you have any more goals as far as races or distances or mm-hmm. at this point, is it just, I want to enjoy this? I only have one goal. Okay. And I've had this goal now for a couple of years. And it's really like everything else that I do is kind of secondary and might build up to this. But the the big goal and the only reason like I think I still keep doing this um, or keep building towards this is I want to run the, the Grand Canyon rim to rim to rim. Oh, that's right. We've talked yeah. about this. So you go from you go from generally from the south rim of the Grand Canyon and you'll run down and across and up to the north rim, turn around and go back to your car on the south rim. So it's it's like 42 miles in total, I think 14,000 14, feet in elevation, descent and descent combined. So I've had I've, I've met some people that have done it. They say it's it's tougher than a hundred miler. It's uh, but it's it's absolutely well worth it. Wow. It's my one one running goal. Everything else, everything else doesn't have to happen. But that's that's the one thing I think that um, eventually I'm going to have to make make happen. Yeah. Awesome. Okay, one more thing that I wanted to touch on, um, and that is, do you feel like running came at a time in your life when you really needed it? Like, do you feel like God just opened this this possibility or put this thought in your mind of like, maybe I should go run or buy a bike or whatever? Yeah, yeah absolutely. I mean, you know, with... with um you know, kind of had, you know, growing up as, as unathletic as I was and, and got into drinking heavily in high school and then in, in college and then in my first job in, uh, when I was living in Houston, um, you know, and then also having, finding out you, you have cancer too. Um, it kind of, all those things had to be ripped away from me because I wasn't going to freely give up my lifestyle of, of drinking heavily or eating badly or staying out late and and doing all those things they kind of pretty much had to be ripped away from me and in, in the ugliest sort of, of way because um, when you when you have your health ripped away from you by cancer um, it, you realize just how fragile everything is and how um, how fortunate you can be when you do have your health um, mm. So whenever I have a, a day now where I'm well and not sick and it's I I really um really am thankful each day that I am healthy because I, I remember back on the times where um I wasn't and then I consider, you know, being hungover to be unhealthy. I consider um being tired from 
not not getting enough sleep or, or not you know I consider that to be an unhealthy unhealthy habit um, and I, I feel like it all those all those things had to be pulled away and, and peeled away from me to where all I'm left with is have I, I there at one point I, I had nothing I had a I had a U-Haul trailer full of a couch and a bed and that was about it and a bike and I moved to Tyler and I pretty much had nothing I had no no friends here. Um, I had, you know, minimal resources, and I had I had nothing. And I just it was as actually it turned out at the time I thought that was bad, but it, it turned out to be that was my chance to restart, um, restart my life. And um, those kind of things being cleared out of my life allowed for new and better things to to enter my life. That's fantastic. That's awesome. Well, I'm so glad that you are passionate about running and you share that passion because, you know, what do you know? I'm signed <laughs> up for a trail run and with we're you gonna now. We're going to run it. It's going to be good. Yeah, it's going to be awesome. I'm super excited. And I'm super excited for you for your trip and um, for, I'm sure, all of the running that is in the future for you. So thanks so much for coming Thank and talking about the things that you were passionate about. It's pretty awesome. Um, I've learned so much more about you and about ultra running and everything from that first day when I was like, oh, this kid with his Patagonia hat. (laughs) So yeah, it's been awesome. All right, guys, that's it. That was running and cinnamon rolls with my friend Robert. I hope you guys enjoyed and uh, if you have anyone that you think I should interview about their passion or something cool that they're doing, be sure to hit me up at xoppodcast at gmail.com. Thanks again for listening. Can't wait till the next episode. And remember to stick around for a few little clips at the end just for some funsies. So thanks, guys. Race recap. I ran 10K in an hour and six minutes and somehow managed to get first place females in my age group for the 10K. Robert, what did you run? I don't really know for sure. My watch was somewhere around three and a half hours for the 25K. Um, I definitely didn't place my age group. I have no idea where I was. <laughs> Doesn't really matter at that point. As long as you finished, that's impressive. And <laughs> so we're going. I'm like, all right, yeah, totally, I can do this. <clears throat> and then we turn the corner, and there's this gigantic hill that just goes and goes and goes and goes. For 50k, the one thing that always hurts that you wouldn't expect is your, your lower back. Yeah, my back was like cramped at one point. I'm like, what the heck? And your shoulders start giving out. It's, it, yeah, it's... Oh, at one point on the race, we ran past my motorcycle and I was like, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. And I was like, oh, I wish I had the key and I could just get on and go. <laughs> <laughs>